Hello, and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Comic Podcast, episode 89. I'm Christina, and I'm joined by the other nerds, Ryan. Hello. Matt. Hello. And Carissa. Hi! Together we take on this week's comic. Each week we read a variety of comics and gather who discuss them. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, take a break now and go read your week's books and then come on back. Each week one of us picks our favorite book, and that's our pick of the week. This week I am that nerd! And the pick of the week goes to Dark Knight's Metal Number 2. What is probably a surprise to everybody because I'm not a DC fan. When I saw that, it made me <laughs> so happy that you finally <laughs> come over to a little bit of DC. I came over to the other dark side. Uh, <laughs> Baby dark side? Go real dark. Oh, it was so cute. But I'm... So our companion song, <laughs> or my companion pick song, is The Evil Has Landed by Queens of the Stone Age. This came off of the new Queens of Stone Age villain soundtrack, which I feel like almost the whole soundtrack would be great for this series. Uh, I just randomly picked one of them. It was either this one or the last one. They're very great. They're dark. They got weird. This one's got weird echoey sounds in it. And it's just kind of, it evokes some goodness with this. Compose. Dark Knights, Metal Number 2, DC Comics, written by Scott Snyder, pencils by Greg Capullo, inks by Jonathan. Oh, what the? Glapion sounds like a weird, like, sticky thing. Sounds like a sound, like a sex sound noise. Ew. <laughs> Glapion! <laughs> no, it sounds like Glapion, take me away, or something like that. Slappy. <laughs> Colors by Foucault, Valencia. So, <laughs> yeah, this was, this was just... I believe, did I say it was like a LSD trip of a comic book? So I had to catch up and go back to issue one. And what the, why, there are Endless in here now? When did Endless start getting involved in this timeline? DC was like, what did we forget to put back? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a motherfucking minute. (laughs) I don't remember ever... The crossover with Batman, Superman, Constantine, and Constantine is in this. So, Constantine and all of the Endless and all of those guys are technically not in the DC universe. They're no. in an adjacent universe. And then yeah. they have <laughs> versions of the DC characters that sometimes show up in their shit. So, apparently now, <laughs> post-rebirth, it's all one fucking thing. Yeah. It's like a fucking DC free-for-all. Yeah. It is. That's kind of what this book felt like, too, because it's like we're seeing every motherfucker in here. Take all your DC characters, all your mushrooms and LSD, throw them in the yep. blender, and drink that fucker up. <laughs> Just drink it all. Play some heavy <laughs> metal. <laughs> yep. We're even going to have the challenges of the motherfucking unknown. It's like the weirdest fan fiction ever. It It is. It literally... So, the the Comandy Challenge, it reminds me of this, but they're writing the whole thing. Like, it's not the same. It's like, let's just keep up re, like upping the ante here. Like, let's who else can we involved in this? This thing, it looks so good. And they do the set pieces. Like, they move them from set piece to set piece yeah. really well. It's... It's it's fascinating and it's really fun. There's some great 
there's some great lines in here. I mean, basically the, the start of this is it's they're looking for Batman. Batman is is on the run. They're all looking for Batman, and they're like sending fucking everybody out. Green Arrow. We got Constantine. We got Blue fucking Beetle, dude. We got everybody, and they're all after. We got literally everybody's after him. And Matt, I, I, Matt's line that you dropped earlier was probably one of the best lines from Robin ever. Seriously. <laughs> Listen, lady, I'm 13 years old and driving a bat hog through the Amazon on a Tuesday morning. I am already winning. That was my favorite, <laughs> Damien. Yeah. I love in the drawing, too, of him of him driving the thing. He's actually too small for it. The, so yeah, the wheel is huge. Yeah, he, he doesn't clear barely, the wheel. Yeah. He can barely see over it. Like, you can see, like, the, the shot above it. He can of the barely hog? See, yeah, he can You see, like, his hair. His hair yeah. his hands reaching up. Exactly. That's all you see. Uh, that is a that is a great opening. The interaction between whichever Batman that was and uh, Aquaman, the fucking puns, fish jokes. Yes. Oh man! I think that's Nightwing that he's going yeah, against. Yeah, that, that's Dick. No, I think Dick is someone else. Cause uh, yeah, Dick's the one that they get at the end. So yeah, Dick's the one yes. with that uh, Green Lantern. I think. Yeah. So you've got this chase going with all these people dressed in Batman. Uniforms. Yes, all the Batmans hiding as Batman, basically. Is that okay? Swamp Thing, Man Thing. That's Swamp Thing. Okay. Man Thing <laughs> is Marvel. Is Swamp Thing. What it is comes it? out for that the Guardian is, of the. That is a member of the Parliament of the Trees. Elemental. It says he's an elemental. He's an elemental, but the Parliament of Trees is like where Swamp Thing is supposed to be a member of the Parliament of the Trees, but he rejected them. This is okay. like a previous member, which is why he kind of looks like a 80s Alan Moore. Swamp yeah, Thing, yeah, or even like the previous, uh, the the original Swamp Thing. That's what he looks like to me, and that's what I was. I was like, is it Swamp Thing or Man Thing? I can never remember which one's which. He's he's part of the he reason why like... he exists. But I mean, this is they are this is deep cuts, nineteen nineties deep. Yeah. This is this book. deep cuts yeah. at one hundred and fifty miles an hour on the back of like a motorcycle. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> They're literally cutting no, you. It's not on a motorcycle. It's on a bat hog. Hang on for the ride and try not to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> bitch you riding let's go <laughs> God yeah damn. so that was that was also awesome pulling that shit out the best part though i do have to say my favorite fucking Clayface. oh my god <laughs> yeah dude where superman punches a hole through batman and it's all bloody <gasps> that was an amazing panel that punch that fucking scene where he's punching through his chest and you're like Oh shit! Shit just got real. Kill? Yeah. <laughs> killed no motherfucker. It's like Clayface. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And all Di- and all Diana says is Superman, calm down. I-, I love that she's looking through the hole that he punched through Clayface. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, that was so good. And then there's then there's some back and forth. I that chick I had I could, I don't know who that is. Like so that's her, she's one of the Blackhawks. That's Hawkwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. She's they've made her like the head of the Blackhawks, but that's that's the current Hawkwoman. Always Hawkwoman. It's just what she looks like now. But they should give her red hair. I did really like seeing also the Legion of Doom base in that oh, volcano. Yes. Oh my god, so fucking awesome. <laughs> that was that. really cool. The that Hall was like, holy shit, like 80s cartoon awesomeness yeah. right there. And it's that got was... fucking Cain and Abel in it. That was this really cool. weird week for creepy babies. It's got Cain, <laughs> Abel, Shazam. It's like all the fucking immortals, and I'm like, what? oh my god. Is it the Shadow too? Uh, no, that's the 
Phantom Stranger. Okay. Uh, and then that's uh, Uncle Sam. And then Shazam. I don't know who the weird head the hood thing one? behind Shazam is. Oh. That's Morgan Le Fay. And then that's Vandal Savage. Uh, Solomon Grundy's in the back here. And then you've got Kane and Abel who won't sit next to each other. Of course. I don't know who's between Grundy and Kane. Um, and then I don't know who the guy who looks like Doctor Strange is. <laughs> but then that's Rachel Ghoul. I was like, yeah. oh, motherfucker, yeah. Everybody's here. <laughs> Everybody's here. And then we get back to, well, this, the fucking, the last several pages after that moment is just like a fucking mad rush of let's fucking shut fuck every motherfucking awesome thing in. Because we get back with Sandman and... I love that his. I, I love that they stuck with his Sandman, his his bubbles. Like Me his too. Weird. I was like, yes, thank you, because that's what all I all I remember from reading it so many years ago. I just and gotta the, say continuity because that's his son. Yeah. Oh, Leave it. That's Morpheus' his son. That's oh, that's right. Leave it to Batman to weaponize a baby. <laughs> um, motherfucking a. What's with well, weird creepy babies this week? There's another. <laughs> Well, they mentioned that, they mentioned that he had stolen the weapon, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I and I was like, "What the fuck is a weapon?" Oh, it's a fucking dark side baby. <laughs> yeah, when at the end of the New Fifty Two, when they uh, became the new gods of all that, so then Apocalypse was reborn, and you know, Dark Side was reborn into this little demon baby. Who's <laughs> 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 baby? Who's <laughs> now what an Who's now this crazy fucking weapon? So yeah, so <laughs> then they come to find out that so Wonder Woman and Superman show up, and they come to find out they're not in the tomb of whatever the tomb of Prince Khufu. They're in some other fucking place, the tomb of Hasset, which is the what is that the I can't fucking say what is that word the Stragoy, the Stragoy, Str- yes, is that what how you yeah sure Stragide, yeah I was like there's a D A E in there, which are the it's what is the what is that bar okay first i read it i thought it said barbados that's not what it says is it barbatos <laughs> yeah i i thought it was bar i thought it was barbados i'm like where are they going to barbados they're not going that manium yes <laughs> i'm like fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then we're gonna go those um, dudes court uh owls they take the baby <laughs> because I love the little cry, the little baby cry as well. Wee. That was pretty awesome. In, in dark side type. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, so we got that. Then we got the fucking Batmantium. And then we so got So do you want to the... explain what the Batmantium is? Like what the whole thing with Batman being anointed with these medals is? It's fucking complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. Weird galaxy looking goo. Yes, okay. it is. So basically every magical like metal... The... In the DC universe, all has a special fucking purpose, and Batman's since like for the last ten fucking years has been slowly imbibing all of this shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. He and then he he's got his own medal. He what they named him? Was it in this one or the one before where they went through all the different medals? In this one, they say what they are. Okay, Jesus fucking Christ! It's such a dense book, but it moves it so is. fast that it's so entertaining. It At the very end, I'm trying to find the, what the the descriptions of all the medals were because there was just fucking what was there like five, five of them? Of them. Yeah. I can and hear he's the sixth. He's, he's the here. sixth. <laughs> first Electrum when I was lost in the owls. Uh, sorry, first Electrum when I was lost in the owls labyrinth. <laughs> uh, Dionysium when I fought Joker to the death. Prometheum yes. uh, present in my final machine, which I used to. And again, after I died fighting the Joker. 
and now inth metal, which I exposed myself to when I attempted to look into the dark it, myself uh, with Green Lantern and Duke. There's only one metal left, and I don't know what it is, but if they infect me with it, I'll become the doorway. A cosmic counterweight. I go there, he comes here, and whatever nightmares of mine, he's pulled from the dark. Fucking Batmanium. <laughs> of course it's Batmanium. <laughs> It's so pretty. <laughs> it is. Well, it is pretty. It does look very galaxy kind of crazy. Sparkly. Sparkly shininess. Uh, and then fucking A, whatever that fucking portal opens up and all the goddamn crazy motherfucker jokers jump out. Those are Robins. And Joker those Robins. Are Robins. Those are Joker Robins. Oh my Robins. God, they are Joker Robins. What the fuck? They're like, va- kind of they're like vampire Joker Robins. They rip the throats Christ. out of... It's pretty bloody. Kept up. Kept on weird chain leashes. It's yeah. bondage leashes. Oh, and they're like, crow, crow. <laughs> they're eating the owls. Yes, they are. Oh, God, this is just so fucking crazy. And then they're like, where's Bruce? And then all those fucking, what are all these fucking motherfucking Batman? Well, each one of them is a Jesus member of the Christ. Justice League like, given to Batman uh, yeah, heavy metal magazine the Wonder, treatment. There's like the Wonder Woman one, and I guess that's there's the, the Aquaman smile. chick. Who's the fucking one wearing the gimp mask? Which gimp mask? With the, with the, the one with the, the Joker the Robin. The bad smiles. Jesus Christ. It's a reference to uh, what they made Joker from. Oh my god. And this. See how he's got that, that like helmet, yeah. like the red helmet that he had when he fell into the... And then the... that huge motherfucker one in the back. Oh yeah, the one in the back. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty... And the baby's just sitting on the ground pointing and playing. He's probably like... This is this is Dark Side's <laughs> entertainment. This is like This is probably the best ever. But little baby's like, oh dad. Each I one of them it. looks like a fucking nightmare from a they pit of do. hell. The- They're really great character designs. Oh. Yeah, the Nightwing one I like the Nightwing one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What was what's the one on the, the little skinny one that's floating? Uh that's the Green Lantern uh, one. That's Green Lantern. And then there's oh, Flash. I don't know who the giant's supposed to be. But then you got Wonder Woman, uh, Bat Joker, and then there's Cyborg, and then Superman, and then Aquaman. God. The Cyborg one looks pretty cool, too. Yeah. God, they're all horrifying looking. Good job on that, guys. On your, <laughs> the design. Yeah. Greg Capullo did a great <laughs> job on this. This book looks <gasps> amazing. Oh, so good. Now, luckily, they're very- fighting Batman or Superman and Wonder Woman, who should be able to handle these guys, right? Nope. Uh, nope. Basically, it looks like they they're being c- turned to corpses slowly. Their energy is being sucked away from yes. them by yes. that huge motherfucker that was in the back. Oh, what the fuck is that? His little awesome. like claw tendrils are doing like a uh, uh, storm. The starship troopers like maneuver right into their backs. Oh God. Yeah, I guess he's probably sucking out their energy. Yeah, their life force. Yep. Oh, man. The last line, too, is just so fucked up that <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's like the origin of the multiverse is a cautionary tale. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh. a, that's a really good line. The, There's the, a lot of good lines. That script that we keep reading throughout the entire thing, that's fucking Hawkman. Yeah. Oh. The Journal of uh, <laughs> Carter Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Krona, he's making callbacks to Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is such a DC fucking book. 
<laughs> Holy shit. It's all of the DC. But Everything they can shove I in. I think what makes it great, though, is there's callbacks here going back 20, 30 more years of history. And the DC history gets really convoluted. So there's there's as much as you want to dive into in here is here for you. But it's also just fucking balls to the wall. Awesome. Yeah. If, if you don't even know what's going on half the time, I don't think it matters because this is just so crazy awesome. It doesn't matter. And it's really pretty to look at. Yeah. Yeah, and it it kind of feels like Scott Snyder saying goodbye. Yes. Like, this is his mic drop. Yeah. I like, too, where the, the Flash Batman is talking, and he says, I'm right here, and there's all kinds of bubbles behind him because he's saying it on all these different, like, frequencies as he's vibrating <laughs> through. That's awesome. Nice little details there. there yeah, there's, there's so much to look at. All of the the small panels where they're going over the metals, those are all those little... Those are so, like, perfectly concise as to it it's like somebody definitely zoomed in on the exact portions of that you want to see they did a really really good job of that i enjoyed that a lot but yeah so i think we all enjoyed this so <laughs> yes you're on board dark knights now matt i know you were talking some shit about it earlier they are uh, just seriously marvel and dc are fucking horrible at marketing a goddamn thing <laughs> just fucking seriously they're just really because all the marketing for this looks like shit right because the only thing they've marketed is, look at these metal characters. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And then I read, I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> Put some metal that I can understand the lyrics to on it. Let's play it loud. The only reason that I would enjoy this is because I follow Scott Snyder on Instagram. And he's so fucking excited about it. You can't <laughs> not be excited with him. He is literally getting away with murder with this. I'm I'm fairly certain that that is that is the goal with this. <laughs> oh, it's pretty goddamn great. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who wants to start? You reading? do. You do start. Well, you're supposed oh. to. I'm supposed to start. Damn it! Fuck. It's your okay. book. Oh, hold on. Now I can't remember what I was going to use. I know I can't take yours because Just... Matt fucking called it. Ah. <laughs> No, but I had a good. I have. I had. Just one. flip had to one. the last three pages and take your pick from the list of awesome. Just pick the medals. <laughs> <laughs> All the medals. <laughs> the Batman. I'm not picking the Batman. Uh, I'm gonna give it um, four and a half. Hush now, baby, dark side. We think you will like this bedtime story. I loved that fucking line. Oh, <laughs> fucking awesome. I will give it five. Welcome to the dark. I'm going to give it four. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> I'm going to give it 4.95 because it's almost perfect. Bat hogs. <laughs> Every day I'm winning. <laughs> so we're, st we're still right. staying in the DC universe. We are going over to Action Comics, number 987 from DC Comics, The Odd Effect, part one. Hope, written by Dan Jurgens. Pencils by Victor Bogdanovic, inks by Jonathan Glapion, Jay Leister, and Victor Bogdanovic, and colors by Mike Spencer. So this one, they've been teasing who Mr. Oz is literally since the beginning of the rebirth here, and it's revealed in this one, and it's not who I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but... So it keeps the mystery going uh, kind of right until the very end of the book. So it starts out with Mr. Oz uh, disassembling and basically torturing Metallo and removing his kryptonite heart so he won't be able to harm the, the super family anymore, which is, they really draw it out how he's like dissecting him. So they've, you've got that going on. And then you get some really great, there's this image of 
Superman lifting this like armored truck out of the, the water. It's like the splash page with all the, the Oz effect part one on it. And it just looks really iconic and pretty great in my opinion. That's the one where you look like he's grabbing some beers for his homies. Oh yes, I like that. Oh yeah. No, that's <laughs> <a little> bit, <laughs> that's I totally thought they were beers. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh that one, okay, they right before, yeah. I thought I knew Christine would have my back on that. Oh no, I seriously thought he had giant six packs. <laughs> Those it, it is not, but the first I kinda wanted to pick like Photoshop it out and like rewrite my own comic about him getting beers for his homies. Because he's like, I'll get this where it needs to be. To the, my to house. the frat. No. Those yeah. Justice League party time. <laughs> Those are vaccines that he's taking over to uh, like some war-torn, impoverished nation, and that's when like shit starts breaking out and going crazy. You see all these people becoming like really selfish and careless. Like you see, uh, like oil tanker driver pounding down some brews on the job. It's actually like a bottle of like Jack Daniels. It looks like yeah, it's like whiskey mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's whiskey. Raiders and poachers who are stealing the vaccines to sell for yeah, it's it's all pretty awful. It's all humans being like the worst humans they can be, basically. And you've got Oz kind of watching over all of it, basically judging that you know humans are not really worthy of protection, and that they are weak and selfish and all of that. And then of course Superman hears all this going on, and he bursts into action and goes flying off to try and solve everything. And there's there's a whole bunch of scenes in here, and I think the one that is getting the most attention as being controversial, which I don't think it is, but people don't, some people have issues with it, is there's this factory, right? And there's these guys who got fired. These like good old boys with like American flag bandanas on their head who burst in with automatic weapons and are going to execute all of the like immigrant laborers who are there. And you've got like Hispanic guys and like women in like hijabs and like, you know, every, you know, oppressed minority in the country is there with, you know, someone aiming a gun at them. And he fires at them and Superman, you know, flies in and blocks all the, the bullets and tells him to stop, which I, I think that is the essence of Superman defending the weak and the downtrodden. So I'm all for it. But I've seen some stuff where people are like, that's too much activism in my Superman comics. Well, I think it's just another one of them immigrants going in to defend another immigrant. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's my first thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Superman's for the aliens. Where yep. where's his papers? Yeah. <laughs> so then he's off to where he where there's that uh, LexCor oil tanker that's crashed landed and he's trying to do stuff there and there's you know it's on fire and he's trying to put it out and there's riots in the streets and then he goes back to where he delivered the vaccine for and is pissed because these people have attacked these innocent people killed women and children. And they're using, like, high-grade military weapons to take down civilians, which, if you're worried about getting your military funding, and that's why you're doing all this, does not seem the smartest to me. Seems like a little overkill. A little waste of your uh, surface-to-surface missiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, yep. people, if you're Resources, willing to do all these horrible crimes to get your weapons, manage what you got. But Superman comes in, and he does the thing where he just starts ripping, you know, tanks apart and blowing up stuff. And then he's standing in this field of fire... And that's when Mr. Oz kind of strides out of the fire to him and they have their conversations. Uh, He takes him away from this burning field of fire into the Fortress of Solitude, which Superman is kind of freaking out about. He's like, how do you even know where this is? How are we able to get past all the defenses? You know, no one should know about this and you shouldn't be able to get in here. He's like, oh, how did you teleport me here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, well, you know, I've been here before. I'm so disappointed I sent you to Earth that uh, this this planet isn't worthy of you. 
He's like, sent me to here. What are you talking about? And then that's when he throws back the hood. And there's this uh, burned and scarred uh, Superman. And he reveals that it's Jor-El, the father of Superman, who's the one who put him in the rocket and sent him off. And he's come to Earth and he's pissed and thinks humans are pieces of shit. So it's going to be a father versus son for the fate of like the Kryptonian legacy. So, what do you guys think of it? Superman. <laughs> 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 Apparently we all have the same feeling. It's not, it's not bad. It was not bad. It wasn't super bro, I, so that's fine. It wasn't super bro. I mean, it is it is interesting like that it comes to be that his dad is there and is not happy, which that's kind of fucked up. He's trying to save humanity and obviously he doesn't fucking give a shit. You don't understand, Dad. I can see this being an interesting storyline. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I get it, Jarrell. You've seen some shit, but, you know, you weren't here. You don't know what it's like. (laughs) Earth understands me in a way you never could, Dad. You weren't there for me. I just want Superman to play, like, his nine-inch nails and, like, slam the door to his room. Put the hood back on, dude. (laughs) He uses a scythe anymore. Messed up, Dad. Uh, I, uh... I thought it was kind of trite. I was happier when I thought that uh, Mr. Oz was going to be Osmandius. Yeah, me too. Um, this just kind of seems dumb. And I i mean, they build up Jor-El as being this whole, I'm going to send him there and he's going to be the hero of the people and he's going to help them be all wonderful and all that. And every time Kryptonians show up, we find out that Superman is the only Kryptonian who's not an asshole. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say that. I was like, they're all well, fucking assholes. I mean, Kara, maybe, but I just... Oh, true. Every oh, true. Okay. fucking one of them is an asshole. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Here's another asshole. <laughs> now we get to figure out what happens to this <laughs> asshole. And it's his dad, so... I really feel like they did a bait and switch, though, with Osmandius. Like, they did as much as they could to make you think that that's who it was. And then it's Jor-El. And I'm not necessarily upset that we're going to get a Jor-El versus Kal-El story. But we, we get these kind of stories a lot where... Someone from Krypton shows up to, you know, restore the honor or whatever of Krypton and Superman has to fight against them because they're space fascists, you know, so. Yeah, I'm just like, so wait, there's no yellow suns anywhere else in the universe that you can just fucking terraform with your millions of the years in the future technology? Bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, come on, guys. Also, the the OZ... On the on the necks and the hands and all this stuff from everybody was just such a fucking like cartoon thing. It just makes Jor-El seem like a cartoon bad guy. It's like, oh look, this guy is secretly hiding in the shadows, and all of his minions are doing uh, these uh, anticipatedly evil, dark human things. They're like, look how bad people are, and they've got this tattoo, and the tattoo's probably making them even more evil. But it's not, because that's just the evil that was in their hearts. And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> well, I mean, I I thought it was a pretty decent Superman story. I wish they hadn't uh, they just been straightforward with me and not been jerking me along the whole time. You know, it was a letdown because I could I could as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, OK, well, I guess <laughs> next. <laughs> I think I will give it three and a half. What's wrong with you? Um, I gave it three and a quarter. Superman's got you. Damn it. My thing. I will give it three. My fortress, how did you? I will give it three and a quarter Kryptonian hearts ripped out of somebody's chest. Oh. And I, I'm I'm sad 
at, that all of you didn't <laughs> think about that one. Speaking of hearts getting ripped, ripped out of your chest, at least metaphorically. Motherfuckers. Why don't you uh, yes. take us away? My longly anticipated cover of Runaways, number one. Marvel Comics, written by Rainbow Rolles. Rowles. Rowles. Pencils and inks by Chris Anka. Which, yeah, I like Chris Anka. And colors by Matthew Wilson. Also like Matthew Wilson. You can definitely tell it's his yep. coloring. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so, okay. I'm trying to figure out. We start off with, um, I think it's pretty smart of them. They start off with Nico, because Nico is the character they've most used outside of the original run of Runaways. And she's living a pretty desolate, lonely life. You know, A-Force kind of fell apart, you know, with the whole, all the stuff that was going on and so she's living the top ramen you know millennial i don't have a job kind of life alone and you know she looks pretty down and out and sad you see her reminiscing over photos of the runaways her with a force and just being kind of bummed but then bam this the title page of this issue just instantly hit me in the field like almost 12 years of payoff the finally what you real runaways fans always wanted chase to do and it finally you see it happen uh chase shows up carrying the body of gert and nico freaking out like what did you do and the title just find your way home just totally i got teary-eyed i was just like finally it's it's just yeah chase shows up and he's just begging nico to fix gert and you know her and i think it's interesting how they're really playing with time and showing how her memory of how she remembers that scene happening has already changed because chase has done something and fixed changed the timeline and so there's this nice overpowering thing where they're kind of reteaching new readers what the uh, staff of one does while trying to fix it you know i thought that was a really great device to use by teleporting in the because she can't heal anybody so they teleport in the doctor and then when she needs tools she you know is using her magic to like give her like a forceps and blood transfusions and things like that that was pretty cool and it helps her just use the new words you know so she's trying to pick new ones and there's you know, improvising like you know, she says you know my power is really improvisation improvising and which it is because she has to think on the slide as a fan and like a kind of a creator person in my head i'm like i want to see the like background bible that creators have to use for nico because there literally has to be these are the words that she has used in which issue we can't go back and use these because as a creator that's a bitch. <laughs> they have to like, keep track of that <laughs> for that power. Because, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So, she does all like heal. Like, not really a heal, but like transfusion. Like you said, 3D glasses. And I like as they're talking, they're kind of like, you know, our Chase and Nico are arguing. It's like, are we going to mention your hand? And she's like, nope, not right now. <laughs> There's lots of like, they're saving my girl. And I love how, you know, and Gert is also drawn, drawn chubby. Thank you very much for that, people. I'm just saying that right now. Um, I know a lot of people who have been concerned like oh are they not keeping them as kids it's like no they they basically I think they're growing the characters up with the generation that started reading them so they're keeping them that age and I think it's really hard to keep them as kids I mean Nico obviously continued on they seem like they're in their early 20s this issue's a little yeah that's what I was saying they, they're growing up with the where the age they're, they're keeping them going i mean you've already said like they kind of went over all the words and everything and they you know arguing how they can't go 
to the hospital because being a runaway is never simple. Hospital means cops, social workers, and X-Men. I like how X-Men is the last one mentioned. Because of Molly. And the doctor, when she teleports or Dorothy Gales the doctor away after they stabilize Gert, the doctor still has her 3D glasses on. So I'm hoping she becomes like a supervillain or a hero in her own right later. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> and she's like, what are you people? This is kind of hard issue to... Because, you know, everyone knows I've been kind of wary about what they're going to do with Runaways without Brian K. Vaughn. Because a lot of times, the times that they've attempted to carry on the series, they didn't have the feel or heart. This only has three of the characters and one of them is unconscious and on death's door the whole time. So it's really not a good gauge for that, I think. I think it's smart, though, to introduce it slowly. Otherwise, I think it might be overwhelming. Yeah. I think that... They're doing it this way so that people like myself who had never read Runaways before were not, like, hit upside the head with it. Like, you can tell there's some shit that happened, but... Exactly. Like, I mean, that's part of the reason why I was saying I thought it was really smart how they kind of retaught people what the staff of one can do. Yeah. You know, with that whole introduction. Because, like, I know that what she's limited by, I know that she can't heal, but someone else who's coming into it might not know you know so i thought that was really handled really well and i thought chase was i thought they nailed chase i think nico is a little bit easier now for them to write because she's already kind of evolved and changed and people are kind of familiar with her if they read a force chase i think they i think they did pretty well of nailing his um personality and like what he would do you know it's funny to say that someone who's an unconscious body on the floor the entire time and only has like two lines if they nail her character but uh, Gert seems like Gert. <laughs> you know, just a couple lines, they establish who she is. <laughs> and then, and then you know, there's old lace. But yeah, like, well, yeah, cool, because she says she's going to feed them all to Galactus. I mean, that's my girl. <laughs> it's like, yep, that, that's her. But, um, you go ahead. I like, I like the explanation of how mm-hmm. um, he talked to old lace to get current him out of there to go get new... Or get existing him out of there to get yeah. in to to, tra- to teleport in. So basically. like while he remembers that, that she really actually did die in his arms, the new timeline is that she didn't. That he was dragged out by old lace, and so that's really cool. And it's weird because I, I was saying how that's yeah. how that's how Nico remembers it. Nico's like, no, you got dragged out, and so he's already changed the timeline. So. Which I like that idea with time. I'm actually interested to see what it does and how it's changed. I also like where he's defending going and fucking up the timeline. He's like, it's mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe, you son of a bitch. Like, it's <laughs> fucked from Jump Street. Like, <laughs> like her parents were time travelers. She was killed by a time tra- someone time traveling. He's like, fuck this. Which is why I was saying they nailed Chase. That is what he yeah. would say and what he would do. Um... And yeah, um, I'm curious. I mean, we also know that um, Alexander um, Alex is what has yep. been in Iron Fist, I believe, is the is the stuff he's been running. So I'm hoping this leads up to them crossing paths at some time. So far, I'm hopeful. I really want to see the other characters come in. But for me, as a f- yes, yes, Molly. But me as a fan, this was I have been waiting. Like I said, almost 12 years for them to do something with Gert. I mean, I've been waiting like. It, it means something to me to see this happen. And so that made me very happy. <laughs> so Molly, it's either Molly or one of her parents is on the last page. Well, Molly's They're not the a ones cat. that have the purple. The glowing eye eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's her, their mutant powers. They glow. But they're obviously they're using the cat to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this. 
Yeah. The cat this was book like actually in got me to go back and too. finally read Runaways. I got through like That's the first the seven issues. Yeah. Yay! So, couple things. No, there's like the first book is it's like thirty issues, and then there's a second series that was also done by Brian K. Vaughn, and that was mm-hmm. like fifteen issues. So I have more reading to, but I can yeah. only read so much at one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so Josh Sweden did an okay job, but not it's not the same. <laughs> well, it's Sweden. Um, so, uh, a couple questions uh, or, or things that I, I noticed: those glasses or Chase's glasses, those that he finds in I think his parents' secret lab. His goggles that he's wearing right now. Yeah, because it's got like the flag of Sweden on them, but they're mm-hmm. X-ray goggles because he looks over and he sees the um, the airheaded chick. And who can turn alien? Caroline. The alien and Nico in their I'm sorry, Caroline with a K. Um and, and Nico in like their skivvies when they're mm. in the, the secret place. But those are the same goggles that he has on. But I also have to wonder, is that dagger that's in Gert's stomach, is that the dagger that they sacrificed the girl in the first issue with? I'm not sure if it's the dagger fighter they sacrificed the girl, but it's definitely the one that she gets stabbed with <laughs> later. <laughs> You, that scene where you see that he's referring to, where he goes back into, that's a, a, a major scene in the original run. It could very well be the same dagger, because the person who was wielding the dagger for Gert is the, like the same person who had that dagger in the first issue. So it's very it's very possible. I mean, it would make sense that if you show a dagger, you have to use the dagger, right, eventually. So you would tie it all back yeah, together. Yeah. So, I mean, I... One of the, it, it was one of the prides that did stab her. Yes. Spoiler alert from 12 years ago. <laughs> There's a statute of limitations. Well, I didn't want to ruin it for you because I didn't know how far you were into the book. Plus, I, I thought this was pretty okay, so good. Yeah. I don't know if I would love this without the original run of Runaways, though. Correct. That's what I was saying. For me, as I was saying, as me as a super fan, all I've ever wanted was them to fucking get over themselves, go but, back in time and save So that was my thought when I first <laughs> so, read it, but Matt just told us that he didn't run, run, didn't read the original run of Runaways and liked this enough to go back and reread it, so I th- uh, I've, I didn't read the original run of Runaways and I thought this was enjoyable. Yeah, I really like this. I'd rather read this than one of their the current X-Men There are a couple X-Men books I True. think are worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of the X-Men books are worse than this, but that's because I don't like the X-Men. True. <laughs> You're the kind of person who's like, Claremont, get the fuck out of here Brutally. with this shit. <laughs> so you're not maybe the best judge of the X-Men. No, thank you. No. no. What's no, I'm not. I, no, no, I'm not. I will. I will. Yeah, X Men. No, thank you. Oh, I do. See, I do know the storylines, but most of it's from the fucking '80s or the '90s cartoon. Yeah. So you don't know the storylines. Pretty much, I know the cartoon. You know a version. A version, yes. One of the one of the many versions. But it seems like they fucking write. That's where they blow her up, right? They fucking make a new version all the goddamn time. They hit the reset button, start all over again. I think there's going to be lots of. Time butterfly effect shenanigans happen, and that is my prediction. I think so too. I think they've altered the timeline, so there's going to be consequences for that, and you know, should be good. You know, now all her friends are considerably older than her, so. Oh, that'll be creepy. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, Maybe she and Molly are closer true. in age now. Yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. We, you know, Chase creeping on her. You know, it's like, dude, <laughs> you're old now. It's a kid, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> they stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, all right. I can see Matthew McConaughey playing Chase. I can see it. Chase, yeah. 
He kind of look at the if you look at Chase, yeah, I can see that <laughs> from this. Totally. He's thin, long hair. All right. Oh yeah. It could. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'd work a, car, a neck against yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Come on, I'll be great. Let's go. <laughs> I've seen your cosplay. You're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my moment. It's like a Spider Man. <laughs> it's a shame. I've been waiting for this my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> it is that Spider Man. Everyone needs to be that Spider Man. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm torn. I want to give it five just because my my Gert's rescued, but it's not quite perfect. It's not Brian K. Vaughn Runaways, but it's still really good, and I it, it did make me tear up. So you're gonna get like a four point nine. Never shut up. Oh, actually, do never shut up. I'm gonna feed you to a Galactus because I will I give it uh, a different rating. Uh, it's still not bad. Maybe a little more balanced, or maybe not. Who knows. Uh, three and a half best girl gang in the universe. Uh, I will give it, there's two lines that I, I like, but this one's shorter. Um, I will give it uh, three and three quarters. I'm a podiatrist. She's not a real fucking doctor. She didn't know shit. The other one I really liked was the one. Podiatrists about, are real doctors. God yeah, damn it. No, not really. No, they're not going <laughs> to be. There are lots of real doctors not who surgeons, are not surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the only specialty in medicine. Be, yes, but I, I, I would feel more comfortable sure, with sure. somebody who maybe was not a protagonist. Um, <laughs> saving my life. I'm going to give it four and a half pairs of x-ray glasses. Cool. Though back in the day when I did do my Gert cosplay, Christina, when you had your black hair, mm-hmm. you would have done, you could have done mm-hmm. an awesome Nico. Cause she's like the weird, like Gothic Lolita in the original run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's uh, also point out that when you did your Gert cosplay, the artist ran up to you excited because you were the first person she saw do it. It is true. I have a photo with her. She literally yes. screamed and ran at me across the, the dealer's room. It startled me. I was literally looking at a display case of like figures, like cold cast figures. I hear someone scream. I, I run around and she like charges me and grabs me and then gets like the guy with her to take a photo of us together. Because it came to life. <laughs> it's a pity you didn't have somebody in like a raptor costume. I, I was jumping. I was standing there. I was wondering who the crazy woman was coming at us. But... <laughs> oh, that'd have been oh, awesome if you had it. If you had an old lace with well, you. Well, what I wanted is if you read further in the issues in the second, the second run of it. Um, at one point, her old lace gets turned into like a really ugly dog, but it still looks like old Aww. lace. And I wanted to make a little purse of that because I found like a dog thing that looked like it, and I wanted to put the like dinosaur bits parts to it and have that version because it's one time they're walking through new york they're trying to hide away from spider-man and they turn old lace into a dog there is those inflatable t-rex or dinosaur costumes and just color it purple Uh (laughs) uh-huh with a Uh nose ring yes Uh uh-huh just saying (laughs) my time is coming i want you to fly us into space matt Okay, uh, let's go into space. Space (laughs) mat. Space mat. (laughs) Space mat. I got you now. (laughs) Uh, We're heading back over to Marvel and Spades. Um, We've got Generations, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. Marvel Comics, The Bravest. Written by Margaret Stoll. Pencils and inks by Brent Schoonover. And colors by Jordan Boyd. Um, So this is uh, the next in the... 
I don't know if it's a line, um, but the the weird little practice of generations books. Um, this one is a, you know a current character and a classic character who has since long passed away thanks to some made up cancer shit. Um, I never liked how Marvel went out. I thought it was kind of dumb. Is that part of the cancerverse, or was that no? Marvel got cancer from Nitro. He's this dude who basically his power. He's the dude right. who blew up the school that started the uh, Civil War, the original Civil mm. War. Um, he somehow gave Captain Marvel an alien cancer because the Kree are very susceptible to human diseases, apparently. Um, somehow, but anyways, this is before he died, and apparently before or before he got sick even. Um, but maybe after he and uh, Carol kind of started working together. So she basically pops in over this planet where there's some some crazy shit going on. Uh, and I love the little pew, 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 pew. I, yeah. love those. <laughs> I was just going to say, I yeah. love those laser sound <laughs> effects. Um, but you've got these uh, generic throwaway bug aliens um, who are basically taking over a generic wrecked alien town that looks kind of like Mos Eisley. Uh, with these uh, weird orange alien guys, um, so she boss of space, the, motherfucker. Uh, being the superhero that she is, <laughs> she said boss of space. <laughs> the what? Boss of space. Head bitch in charge of space. <laughs> space boss. Space boss. <laughs> yep. Um, so she lands down and continues to be the head bitch in charge of space. <laughs> Bitch in charge. I don't know. It doesn't form a word. Um, and she just starts beating up on the bug aliens. And then uh, one of the other aliens, um, but her other friend is like, well, no, we can't do that. Uh, and we find out later that they're kind of pacifists. But the even though they, you know, they do the whole normal, okay, we fought off the aliens. Oh, shit, there's more aliens. Um, so they, they continue the fight and they're running. And all of a sudden, see this cloaked figure show up and just start blasting the fuck out of people. Uh, and she's like, oh, that's familiar. And then, for whatever reason, he then decides to take his hood off, like, the entire fucking thing. They don't explain why. He just takes it off. She's like, nice shooting, Tex. And then you see him just there in, like, all his Captain Marvel glory. Kind of like... That, like, total superhero pose. Superhero <laughs> pose that, like, is a straight-up Captain Marvel Mar superhero superhero pose with his nega bands on and he's got his they even got his hair like super pale almost white um just kind of flowing with the freaking 80s sideburns <laughs> it's just like holy shit <laughs> Carol. Like, captain marvel it's me <laughs> and he, it's you fantastic <laughs> You have no idea who I am, dude. He's like, aside from a woman of power verse and intense. And I'm like, he's so fucking cheesy. He is. It's just, I mean, he's like, he is like an 80s sci-fi cartoon superhero cheesy. That level. was highly entertaining. Was fucking awesome. He was so fun to watch. And she's like, uh, okay, I don't know how to deal with this. Because she's matured <laughs> on. And they're literally doing him as he was back then. It's done like super well uh, like the guy his voice like super well it's just cornball um but he d notices oh hey you're in the armor of a kree so he's assuming that she's one of his um you know his people and uh she's like uh they basically wander through and like hey we got to figure out this shit so they go down and find the the people that they were helping up above their their secret 
Zion, basically, um, down underground. Um, but then we find out that the bug aliens were actually agents of Annihilus, and they are in the negative zone, which is basically this weird space place where we don't have to explain where in space it is. Um, that any time the Marvel Universe needs uh, weird uh, alien hordes that they can just fucking kill, uh, that, that's what they use. Uh, one of the best things... I, can't, I really am happy that this is the second time in a Generations book we've had a direct reference to the Fantastic right? Four. Right, because the Fantastic Four is where the negative zone basically comes in. Um, Annihilus is a Fantastic Four character, which means we'll never get to actually see him in a Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless Feige can do some magic. They're trying, I mm-hmm. hear. They're trying. Uh, really I've heard hard. the rumor. I, Stan's like saying that, but Stan Lee, sometimes he says the truth and sometimes he's Stan Lee. Yeah. So he's like, I really want my stuff back. Excelsior! <laughs> Stan's a nice old man. man. But he's he's a nice at the same man. point in time, he's 94 <laughs> fucking years old. Yeah, but... He doesn't have all the ends on stuff. Still. <laughs> Fingers on the pulse, I tell you. Still, <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's with it, though. He's with it, though. That's impressive. He yeah. is. He, he is. is. Can't hear no. shit, but his mind is I there. I heard like they were, they were getting our books back. We, Stan, we never said that. Well, they re- they announced <laughs> they're releasing the Thing in Human Torch issue coming up soon. Yeah, the Marvel Two in One. I was so happy to see that. It's gonna be so fucking awesome. Um, but basically, they get down and they they find a an alien. And this race, at least the boss, kind of looks a little bit like Taserface. It's metaphorical. Taserface. Like a Taser for a face? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, but it, it, basically, the aliens look like oranger versions of Taserface, but they're they're basically pacifists, and they're not going to go fight back, even though it means that you know they might die. They're going to just kind of hide down here and and be quote unquote safe. Uh, and then they usher the Marvel and Mar- Marvel off into uh, a jail, um, and you know just kind of let them rot there. Was seems to be their basic plan. Um, but they Marvel kind of goes through this light history of uh, himself and kind of explains everything. He thinks Carol's name is Care L, mm-hmm. uh, which I find funny because <laughs> to me the Cree have always been Kryptonians, but just like fucked up yes. versions. Of He's like a mighty Cree warrior name. I'm like okay, You're like, all right. <laughs> um, uh, but they basically they, he takes a rocket belt for some reason. I think they might sell the power dampeners on him. Um, but it, basically he takes that out and they, you know, fly and they're kicking ass and taking names, uh, and they get up to, you know, causing so much damage. They fly up to the rocket ship to save the friend of the girl who had escaped. I think this might've been the one who was fighting. Um, and the other one had ran away, but gotten nabbed by Annihilus. So Annihilus is up there going, fool, are you trying to face me? I am Annihilus, the living death. <laughs> And they're like, uh huh, whatever. <laughs> so he blasts her. Marvel gets in there. It's just kind of a two in one. She or gets blasted by Marvel, and then she's like, "Oh, you're the one who made a mistake." And she just goes all fucking ape shit on him. Blasts the nega, uh, nega rod, whatever the hell his control rod yeah. is, the the cosmic control rod, which without which which he loses fucking constantly, <laughs> um, but somehow always gets it back. So now Marvel's got the control rod. They come back down, and they're like, okay, thanks, guys. And then she flies him up in space. Don't know why he can fly, because Marvel can fly. Um, 
they're sitting out in space on an asteroid, and uh, they're like, I don't know what we're going to do here. And they're just having like a little kind of post-talk like they did in the, uh, the Hawkeye book. Um, and then she just fades away as she's trying to tell him. I mean, she even gives him a little clue because uh, she says, or should I call you Walter? And he goes, huh? Because his name was Walter Larson uh, when he was basically uh, undercover with the humans. Um, but she just kind of fades away in the nothingness and then fades away. He's just left all standing there all superhero-like. <laughs> Posing on a comet. Or an asteroid. I thought this one was a good space adventure. Space romp. Um, I didn't think there was really much of a lesson necessarily that was learned here. But it was still pretty cool. It was alright. Yeah, okay. It wasn't no Iron Man one. Alright, so do you want to give a little more detail on our it was okay? or eh, we... I, I don't know. I, the character I'm not familiar with, Marvel, but he seemed like a douche in a turd sandwich. So. I like how retro he seemed. I thought like, the retro part and yeah. how cheesy, like I was saying, I mentioned earlier, was was really entertaining. Yes. That was yes. by far the most entertaining that, part. <laughs> that was the very cheesy space romp part of it, but yeah, it was okay. I mean, I didn't, I did not dislike it. I, it was, it was a very middle of the road for me. It seems like his secret identity should be a character from Anchorman, <laughs> yes. then turns yeah. into a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind yeah. of his attitude towards yeah. things. On the weekends, he cosplays as but. He Man. You know, happens sixty percent of the time. <laughs> these Nega bands work a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was it was fun. I liked it more than I liked the Hulk Generations book, but I didn't like it as much as I even liked the Hawkeye one. <laughs> oh. 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 The Hawkeye one was pretty entertaining. <laughs> no, it's Hawk. It's it's fucking Barton that I hate. <laughs> Everybody else in the book was great. Hey, Bishop. You're on board with Hawk S? Actually, that, that, Hawk, that Barton I didn't hate because he hasn't done the deed yet. That was Barton back in the day. So that whole book, mm. that was fine. It's like from the point where he shoots him with the arrow, I'm like, you motherfucker, you're dead to me. I can't trust you anymore. So when Bannon comes back, or sorry, <laughs> when Bruce Banner comes back. Sorry. <laughs> Bannon. Until Bannon doesn't come back. <laughs> When Bruce Banner comes back and confirms that he told Hawkeye to shoot him, will you put aside your hatred, hatred for him? Probably. All right. Still, it wasn't a single white female in Tony Stark yet, though. It wasn't Doctor Stranger. That one so far is the winner. <laughs> That's, that was all awesome. <laughs> Wait, which one is that it's one? It's the oh. Iron Man Iron Heart from last week. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to read that one. Uh, or you can go back and listen oh, to a review on a particular podcast that we all know of. <laughs> they call, yeah, I know. They call Gosh, him Dr. Only. Stranger. <laughs> oh, it was so awesome. It's really good. Read it, though. It was so fucking awesome. Oh, I didn't want to read that one. I will give it three and a half negabands. I will give it three and a half farewell and sweet stardust, my friend. I gave it three and a half. Do these lady biceps look like I'm lady? Fucker! You just talk my fucking thing. Why you? I that was such a Christina <laughs> line. Oh I said what? You fucking took the one thing that I had. Damn it! Sorry. I'm like I was. That's what I was waiting for. That's the one I picked out. Son of a bitch! That is exactly the one thing I fucking picked out. That's why we're friends. <laughs> you can both do it, okay? No, it's not the time. same. <laughs> quick-witted lady friend? I don't know. Fine. Oh, yeah, that's what I'll do. Ha 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 ha! Quick-witted lady friend. 
Dish. You gotta actually give it a reading, though, not just <laughs> scream random lines from the book. Three and a quarter of those. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> oh, Biceps, come on. Oh, man. That was fun. She's just like, I figured that part out easily. I don't know how much I like it, though. <laughs> so let's get some awesome speeches oh, and talking heads. Yes. So, Secret Empire, Omega, number one, Marvel Comics, written by Nick Spencer, art by Andrea Sorrentino, Joe Bennett, Joe Pimentel, Scott Hanna, and Rachel Rosenberg. That's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> All Secret Empire Jesus. books, like, God have tons of artists Christ. on it when they sh- shift perspectives. Whew. Uh, Matt, you're cutting out again. God damn it. Mm. Just don't move. So, yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. This is just one fucking epic diatribe soliloquy back and forth. It could it be a soliloquy because it's technically himself talking to himself. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, if you really think, proceed with caution, but we'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow what it. The... It 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 truly is though. I mean, this is. There's some great fucking dialogue in here that I don't know if we'll ever get in a Marvel movie because I don't ever think they're going to go with this at all because it's fucking back shit in general. They'll name but, something this, but they won't actually use this any of this story at all. True. But the dialogue in this is is uh, is why this book is so good. I mean, it's the whole I mean, we've already shit on the whole Kobik story a, a billion times as to why this happened and all of it. But the back and forth on this is is excellent. So, I mean, the coloring on is, this too is is really the coloring great. Is what makes a lot of it because it, the colors go back and forth between which Captain America is speaking. So I think that helps a lot with figuring out who is what and who is talking to whom. Um, so evil <laughs> Captain America is in jail. Good Captain America it's is and coming to talk to him. Yeah, if it's shirts and skins, true. That, that's also true. Um, and it is it is a an amazing look about politically where we are at the world right now, which is very very horrifying to look at. Um, the the sum what it comes down to it kind of like the, at the very very end is you know Cap Good Cap you know is talking to him and. Bad Cap comes back with saying, you know, look at all the things that we did. You know, we, we restored, we renewed the world and all of these horrible, horrible things that they actually did. And these people will still, you know, still will follow this, you know, this ideal, which, again, <laughs> horrifying. But I think one of the most chilling lines in all of Secret Empire is where he says, now when people say Hail Hydra, they won't be wanting to conquer the world. They're going to want to reclaim yeah. it. That was And there's this creepy how like, he's just like, I didn't break any laws. It's like, what did I do? You guys handed it over to me. Some yes. of you willingly and enthusiastically. It's like... Exactly. Uh, the, the thing I found is, is that um, through all the prophecies and the uh, forethought that I already had on this and just saying, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen... Ryan started off this fucking thing by saying this is based on Marvel's commentary on where America's at right now. Yeah. This book right now is literally where America is at right now. Yes. 
they did all of this with everybody's with the 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 legal system that we have yep. and with the way everything is supposed to work nothing's been done illegally it's just that everything's fucked Nick Spencer is delivering very prescient commentary and warnings for what's going on and I think people make the mistake of not reading these books and thinking that he's pro hydra or whatever group you want to affiliate in our real world with that kind of ideology and I absolutely do not no, think that is true. No, hundred percent. You know, he is not. He he is actually doing this in a very literal way as commentary, and not towards the dark side of everything. He's he's making it make sense in a way. People who don't want to think that this is really prescient commentary on where we're at and where we could go are probably the same people who are convinced that Donald Trump would never win the presidency. They didn't listen. Yeah, so this this whole book is a very, very political statement. Um, and then The Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's badass. The Punisher. <laughs> Punisher and uh, Black Widow, yeah. yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah, well, Bucky, yeah. That The, the Punisher moment was, was satisfying because he was on the bad side. And he realized he done fucked up. Yep. He's here to make things right. And I like how I like how um he's like, oh, he's ready. Or <laughs> you see, um Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Fury. Fury's like he's hey, like, Fury. oh okay. He's Frankie's back. Yep, we got it. <laughs> well, Bucky is not uh the Black Widow in this. He's looking for yes. Natasha. And there's all these assassinations that are happening. Mm. That bear her. Well, kind yeah, of I love the part of the funeral where he's watching uh, Clint and you know the man who loved you and like you know I saw him getting carried away out of the church, and then you know that was pretty emotional looking. And then yeah, he's yeah he's following all these assassinations and he's like, I know that's you kind of thing. He's on the hunt for Natasha. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty a nice little seeding of stuff to come. So. The one the one panel that I I thought was very almost painful to read was where. It was a discussion between Cap. He was explaining the story where, you know, he was cleaning up after Washington and there was a kid who he reached out to help and the kid didn't want it because it was Captain America and Cap the face of Captain America has been something else. So I that was I that was a really interesting panel to show the fear. For me, it was the panel right after that, the next page, yeah. where he's like, the man who in no time at all took all the trust and respect I spent a lifetime trying to build and burned it to the ground. That mm -hmm. line was just his eye. I was just like, damn. Because that's exactly what he did. He's like, you just, yeah. like I said before when we were predicting this in the beginning, he ruined everything that he stood for. And just, mm -hmm. you know. I also, there's a part at the end where he's talking evil cap, hydra cap, just talking about how, you know, Hydra, again, you cut off one head, you know, mm -hmm. two will grow back. That there are all these people who willingly went along and they haven't forgotten because Kobik didn't unwind time. You know, and then the guards, you know, rush him into the cell and are, throw him against the wall. And one guard leans over in his oh. ear and whispers, hail Hydra. And you're like, I know, that? I saw that. Damn and it was smart. like, oh, and that oh, last little that word bubble is... where this war, this is a war that never ends. It's like. But I, I kind of like the messiness of that ending, that it's not, you couldn't superhero punch this away, no. you know, that there's, it still goes on, so. This was it. I don't know, I thought it was pretty fucking this good. This pretty good. This and, and DC Metal were very neck and neck, um, so yeah, it was, it was hard to pick, but I, I wanted to pick the lighter book because sometimes shit is just 
too much. What did I say? <laughs> All I feel is that smirk really pissed me off at that last Oh, time. Oh, Cap yeah. smirk? Yeah, the evil Cap Fucking smirk. Asshole. I was like, well, let's not uh, call him Cap. Uh, I don't know. Skins. Skins really, his, skins. Smirk, his, his smirk really pissed me off. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this one, it is essentially a really long series of dialogue. But it is still compelling. They, they managed yeah. to take all that and still make it really interesting what's going on. I really liked this one. This would have been... I did too. This and, just like you said, it, Dark Knight's Metal were, would have been tied for my pick too. Yeah, it was a crapshoot. They were both excellent books I probably would never have chosen on my own. And somehow these weird ones... Because sometimes you'll get weird spinoffs from like big story mm-hmm. arcs like this. And you never know if they're going to be good or worth right. reading. And so you never know. So it's like if you, you could have missed something that's pretty big and significant if you didn't pick I, it up. I think this would have wrapped it up, though, even if you hadn't followed along everything. I mean, they do do a little recap in the beginning. So if you had a general knowledge of what was going on, this this would have this would have filled in. Well, I mean, more like you'd be oh, missing yeah. out. Like if you didn't pick this up thinking it's just one of those crappy spinoffs. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. No, this I, I remember. I'm not one to advocate for event book, events being even longer, but this really should have been the last issue of secret empire mm-hmm. right instead of the last like seven pages yep. of secret empire they right just made the book longer and put this yeah there. yeah i agree just cut out the whole inhuman stuff or maybe give you one page of that not however many pages uh-huh. it went on like oh look there's the humans yeah. they're up done yeah they had to sign that horrible paper okay is this go. this is kind of the ending if you like your movies not to end with everyone high-fiving and then like the freeze frame you know mm-hmm. happy ending for a movie this is the kind of like well that was a mind fuck of a yeah this is the post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... And a, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, a lead into something. I'm going to give it... Oh, I'm going to give it four and three quarters Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I, I'm glad I got. I went first. Uh, I gave it four. This is a war that never ends. That was what I was oh! going to use. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that was really good, too. You took you took the two ones I was going to use. Wait. Go ahead, Matt. I was like, Matt, Brian. Oh, I was like, Brian. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it four and a half... But I want to warn you. I'm looking for the one about uh, rec- that Hail Hydra doesn't mean taking over the world anymore. It means reclaiming the world. How do they say it? Make America great oh, again. Oh, there's that. Oh, snap. Basically. <laughs> Done. Make Hydra great again. <laughs> I feel like we've used that at some point before. I just want them to age up your Captain America and have him there in khaki pants and a oh, white uh, polo shirt playing golf. Oh, wait, they did that. Hold on. Oh, God damn it. Where is it? I like the page with the red, the one where there they're standing on a podium. That's a good page. I will give it four. That's where I'm at yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I will give it four and a half. You people keep talking like I came to power by force. I didn't. You gave it to me. Deep. Yeah, some good shit. Yeah. All right, let's have some. Let's have some like space gone. laughs, though. Yeah, can we do some right. shit today? Take us over to some funny trash pandas. <laughs> Rocket number five, Marvel comic, The Blue River Score, Part Five, The Blunder Squad, written by Al Ewing, pencils and inks by Adam Gorham, and colors by Michael Garland. So he ditched the Deadpool. And uh, we have Rocket still trying to make things right. But they did keep the same kind of storytelling paneling like they did with the Deadpool issue where um, there's the panel on the side and he's kind of talking about it. And we get it's a little he's telling the story, but then keeps going back and mentioning things what are happening. And there's some bitchy Otter Otter artwork right there where it opens up, man. She has some serious bitch bitch Otter face going on. (laughs) But he keeps on. I like how it keeps going. But. That came later. So he's talking about um, everyone's opinion about basically this heist he's, he's planning and all leading up to it. And then he they reiterate 
and go back and explain what's actually happening. So Otta Otter is with this beaver dude and they're the ones that um, are screwing everyone over. And then he's making a deal with the guy who owned the colon or created the colon. But now his name is like kind of in ruins and like is losing like his business is losing like stock value because, well... Rocket escaped using their own equipment against them. So it doesn't really look very good for a prison or security system for that to work. And there's like talk about, oh, is this guy an alien or is he just a Terran who dyes his skin blue? And and they're talking about how he's going to meet with the beaver and there's all this security. And apparently the beaver lives in a Tesseract alternate di- uh, pocket dimension. Who knew? <laughs> That's a tree. What? If you look at it, if you like look back a little bit it's a tree oh it's got like roots going out the bottom and then there's like the big dome mm-hmm. so the thing just it's like a tree just floating out in space fun and so then i love how you have like rocket explain it to it like in his little like rocket trash panda pimp suit and he has like the little like pictures up and he's like giving his whole like spiel to the um the squad that basically um the tech net yeah, yeah. Hey, we said at the same time, jinx. And, you know, who screwed him over, but he's like, basically, I have money, so I'm buying you back. And how Kate Crasher is labeled as his new flame. And, you know, he keeps calling her, like, you know, gorgeous. And I personally don't find her gorgeous. But I love it that Rocket finds the big, beautiful space lady gorgeous. <laughs> so go Rocket. I'm, in, I'm impressed. Um, so he's explaining why, like, you know... Um, the beaver, um, Narbarok number three is super paranoid and how like, this is like the alternate dimension or the, the dimensional space pocket is not the hard part. Um, even the, the hard part is that there's a touch psionicist who can like read all your minds and your memories and everything about you in like a second. And they're like, well then how do you get past that? And the guy, cause the guy's like, I can be a handyman. And they're like all like these really weird um, suggestions for their heist. And Rocket's like, nah, 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 I got this. It's got the devil baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's, this is the second issue with weird, creepy oh, devil man. babies. Um, so they like, yeah, they drug him with like, the blue security guy with like three drinks. And like he, he only really likes to drink. Um, oh, what were those Ginsky. called like Ginskis, yes thank you Ginskis. but he gets sick on the third one and that's when rocket shows up and um well yeah horribly murders him he he blam murders him straight up this time no he doesn't no question about it no he doesn't what? no that's no in the, on that panel he does storytelling, storytelling ryan <laughs> storytelling <laughs> why why what man i'm trying to get there that's what they're trying to perceive at and they go wait hold on so there's lots of explain so yeah we'll skip over that creepy murder baby can give people whatever they really wish for but it's um or joy boy i should say but it's always in some weird fucked up way that you don't want <laughs> and so the weird alien guy who was Terran, who was faking his alien status to make it he never said he was kree but he made himself look kree he was really just permanently dying his skin blue for like his whole life because he you know wanted to go up the ladder and he's like well i don't i don't want to be me so the weird creepy baby turns him into rocket but rocket in the prison uniforms and they turn him back over into the colon as the escape thing so not only do they get the bounty for that but they lock fake rocket away and so he doesn't have that warrant out on him and the prisoner guards prisoner prison guards sorry make an example out of him and apparently mac in rocket form dies doesn't make it 24 hours because you know they keep calling joy boy you know the devil like even like Rocket realizes that that is one scary, creepy devil devil baby. Floating devil baby, I should say. He turns Rocket into 
Mac, and that's how he gets through to the um the psionicist. And when the psionicist grabs his hand, it's like, oh, fascinating. And like, it doesn't like work. Rocky gets in there, dresses the guy. He blows his cover because he orders his drink and not the Jinskis. Otta's onto him and like fires at him when the, just when he because he's only trying to get the the deed and even though the safe is filled with gold and jewels and lots of money he only wants the deed but then Otta does him wrong and dirty and she shoots him like full body in the forehead everything and that's where it ends up is rocket in some weird fake alien body and evil Otta Otter bitch shooting him up there we go I thought this one was pretty good I like the way that they told the story. It reminded me a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies where you'll have someone telling a story and you'll see the story being acted out as they're telling it. So you'll have moments where you think things are going really wrong and then that's when Rocket will burst in with his no wait, that's not how we're going to do it and then he'll tell them what they're really going to do. So I thought that was interesting and the way they... Which also leaves it really hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, and the way that they play with time with, you know, but then that came later. Like you mentioned that they keep showing you kind of the end of the book at the beginning of the book and then loop it back. It's pretty interesting. I thought it was a good story. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good crime noir. I'm waiting to see what happens with the dame. <laughs> and, uh, the dame. She's, it's got to be part of... Uh, I think she's in on it in some way. I think she's in on it. I don't think she... Well, we'll see, right? We'll see what happens. But then he has two, then two space ladies. Yeah, he's got two paws. He's good. He's got... He can, he can take care of it. <laughs> I think that's just how you talk about Gatecrasher, because uh, you have to, every time you see the Gatecrasher or Technet, you just have to picture them all with British accents. <laughs> well, no, he said before that that's a tall drink of water that he could take a sip of, so... Yeah, he, he's been saying that. He's yeah, like, he, he wouldn't mind doing stuff with her. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean sure. he's not going to sip on He's a thirsty dude. Sure. Thirsty trash he's a, panda. He's a, he's a rascal. <laughs> he is a trash panda. He will go after anything. Thirsty raccoon. I don't. I, Rocket is like one of my favorite characters. I did not appreciate seeing her stand over him, shooting even not him, but him and his body. Yeah. That was not, I did not appreciate that. Yeah, she's been an interesting character because I don't like her <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, I. I no. I don't know what's redeeming yet because we haven't yeah. seen anything redeeming yet. Yeah. So, I, Rocket, why are you hung up on her? Hey, sometimes it's the worst women, man, that you just can't quit. <laughs> You know, it's a very same yeah. city kind of thing. This is a crime, crime noir story, you know. So there's yeah, dames that are no, that are nothing but trouble, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when she walked into my <laughs> a yeah. bar. There's drinking. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> guns. Yeah, Gym. ice. I think it's supposed to be whiskey. Beavers. <laughs> Beavers. <laughs> Well, yeah. Okay. And right in the middle of him saying, I still love you. Blam. That's me. That's some cold ass shit. I know. She is a t not a nice otter. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to rate this? Are you ready to rate sure. this? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Um, I'm going to give it. Uh, I gave it four. Father loves me. So I will give it. I actually like this one a lot. I will give it four and a half. Bam. Murdered you. I'm going to give it three and three quarters. Jinskis on ice. God. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we are all on the same wavelength today, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> Fuck, give me a second. I just totally rattled you. <laughs> uh, yes. I will give it three and a half Gargle Blaster Angerol. Anger Gals? Oh, the other drink that he orders? Yes, neat. So, those were the books we read this week. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other podcasts on original streaming media, Cut the Cord, at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. On Stitcher. On SoundCloud. And on Podcast Addict. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep reading, nerds. Go make pee-pee.